Romans and chapter number 5. Uh, John chapter number 1 and Romans chapter number 5. And um, I think as believers, if you've been saved um, for any length of time, uh, there is, uh, we should be getting closer and closer. The longer we live, the closer we should be uh, getting to the Lord, uh, the more like Him uh, we should be uh, coming. Uh, that, but there are people who, uh, who can, you can be saved uh, for a year uh, and uh, be on fire and growing, leading people to Christ and just growing leaps and bounds and love it, you know, happy, uh, having joy. Uh, and you can be saved for 50 years and, and be, you know, uh, a spiritual Grinch. Uh, and uh, and forgets almost like uh, like the new car smell of your salvation has worn off, uh, and we can get caught up in life and just everyday things and just take for granted um, all that we do have in Christ. Uh, we, uh, if you're saved and on your way to heaven, that's a blessed gift, and uh, and that's uh, that's a blessed gift. Amen. All right. I hope, I hope you would agree uh, that that is so. And if that's all the Lord ever done uh, for us, uh, that'd be enough. Uh, but in Christ, we have so many other blessings. Uh, I think uh, when we share the gospel with people, we need to stick to the gospel message. Uh, Jesus loves them. He's died for them uh, and wants them to, uh, to come to him uh, by faith uh, and get forgiveness of their sins and all in heaven. And that's where we got to focus. And the, uh, the temptation, a temptation uh, that, uh, that I have uh, is to put the cart before the horse, to tell him all the great stuff uh, that God's done for us uh, and continues to do and all the blessings that we have. And so when I got saved, I was, I was happy and blessed. But the more I read my Bible, uh, the more I see it's, it's more than that. Uh, and God has done so much. And when we looked at John chapter number 1, uh, today. Well, you've read it. Uh, in fact, when I first got saved uh, and I asked someone, you know, where I should start reading in my Bible, uh, in some of the advice that I got was to read, uh, was to read Romans. And, uh, and I don't necessarily think that was great advice uh, for a, a baby Christian, a teenager at that time to just dip into the most theologically uh, diverse book in the Bible. Uh, and, uh, but I, I did start reading there, and I started in, my, uh, in the New Testament uh, as well uh, at that time. And, uh, and I do remember uh, I'd skip school uh, and stay home and read my Bible. It's never right to do wrong to do right. Uh, and, uh, and so I don't recommend that. Uh, God, uh, I don't think God blessed that. Uh, but, um, but I do vividly remember uh, being in the Gospels in reading. Uh, and, uh, and even at uh, that age, um, realizing that what I had done in being born again and making that decision to give my life to the Lord, surrendered at, at the youth camp, was more involved uh, than just, um, you know, getting a ticket to heaven. Uh, it was more than that. And, uh, and, and Jesus, the Emmanuel, God, uh, the God in the flesh dwelling amongst us is such a, um, a blessing uh, that we just we read over John chapter number one, uh, and uh, and just kind of gla- glass over uh, uh, tons and tons of awesome truth, and so I want to look back at it just a little bit, starting in verse number one, uh, and I'll just read the first four verses. Jump ahead uh, again, like I did this morning, uh, but uh, but John is trying to point out uh, four things 
uh, in the beginning part of his gospel uh, about Jesus uh, that are vital, they're important. Uh, and uh, the, uh, the Trinity, I mean, to try to wrap our mind around uh, God, uh, of course, we know uh, in creation, uh, we were created uh, in uh, the image of God, uh, but as, uh, as the scriptures indicate, uh, our image. Uh, and Jesus uh, is, has always been uh, with the Father, uh, and uh, there's, we, serve a tri, we believe in a triune God, all right? And uh, there are a lot of verses in the Bible uh, that, uh, that teach us that. This is one of those places uh, in Scripture where we focus, but again, we just kind of skip over it. I think we all would believe, by reading and understanding, that Jesus is the Word. Uh, but to the Hebrew mind uh, and to the, uh, the Greek mind, um, these words and why God used them. In fact, as we read the first verse, just notice before we read it that the word word is capitalized. Is because as they, the translators, when they were translating uh, this, they understood this was Jesus. Uh, and I try to make it a habit when, I am, when I'm writing even verses. And I, I don't think it's changing the word of God if I come across and I, I'm going to capitalize something uh, or I'm going to refer to God uh, with a capital G, or I'll use uh, uh, his preferred pronoun as he, uh, and uh, with a capital H, uh, because uh, it's, it's whenever I am naming the name of God. And when we read uh, Lord, uh, capital L, little O-R-D, Lord, all caps, uh, all of that has significance when we read uh, the Bible. So when we read John 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, we don't have the Holy Spirit pictured in this particular verse, uh, but we can understand a couple things from it. Uh, and, uh, and the first thing that John wants us to understand is that Jesus existed um, in heaven uh, in eternity before He was born uh, in a manger. Uh, and, uh, and that's vital uh, to our theology uh, and, um, and, and why? Remember I said this morning, if, if God became man, um, there had to be a significant reason why he would do that. Why he would leave the throne of heaven uh, and take on the form of man, there, there has to be a good reason. Uh, and, uh, of course, we know that reason. I, I, I look at it, that reason was me. Uh, he, did that, if I, he did that so that I can be saved. Uh, and uh, the rest of you just kind of got in on it. Uh, and, uh, but, uh, but I think John wants us to understand uh, that Jesus existed uh, through this course. God is writing the book of John through John uh, and the Holy Spirit. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus and God the Father are one. Is everybody with me? So he continues, he says, the same was in the beginning uh, with God. Uh, and uh, is reiterating that fact. All things, verse 3, were made by him. Uh, so he, the writer, is wanting us to understand that not only is Jesus God, but Jesus, God, uh, had part in the creation. Everything was made for him and by him. Uh, and, uh, and when we look at uh, creation, uh, there's been a couple, couple of times in, in the recent weeks where we've had you know, fabulous views uh, of Mount Rainier. Uh, and uh, whenever we see that as a believer, uh, we sh we're beholding the glory of God in creation. 
And, uh, and so when I look at, um, we might look at Mount Rainier and go, God made that for me. Uh, but Jesus made it for himself. Uh, it, is, it was made by him and for him. Uh, in everything, uh, you know, I heard somebody say, um, oh, it was Brother Reed in choir. Uh, he said something about, you know, it's all about you know, joking around, about, so it needs to all be all about me. Uh, God, it isn't like Jesus is saying, it's all about me. There's, he doesn't have a pride in an arrogance like what we have. It's just that he is God. And if, and if he, by the way, if, if he was like, nana, nana, boo, boo, I made everything uh, for me, that would be okay because he's God. Uh, but that's not you know, what he did. But when I see Mount Rainier, according to the scriptures, I understand that all things were created, uh, were made by him, and without him is not anything made that was made. I saw a news article uh, of uh, they found some uh, fossils, some type of crustaceans, sea, sea dwelling, whatever, uh, and uh, they cut this slab open. They says 280 million year old fossils. And, um, and, of course, whenever I read that, I read it with a grain of salt. By the way, young people, you read that in school, uh, challenge, you just go, no, it ain't. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, just nope. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's not 280 million years old. Uh, and, uh, and then uh, assign your teachers uh, to watch the Kent Hovind videos uh, and things as well. So he wants us to know Jesus existed before he was born in a manger. He was involved in creation, number four, or verse four, in him was life, and life was the light of men. Um, John wants us to understand that Jesus, the Emmanuel, uh, God with us, uh, dwelling amongst us, is uh, the light of mankind. Um, so we see him in creation, and by the way, um, Romans 1 says uh, that God is seen in it and we're without excuse. Um, we every, everywhere that there is creation and there is man, men that live there, um, whether or not a gospel witness goes into their community, their village, uh, you know, whatever, and gives them the gospel, they're without excuse because God had made everything and in nature uh, is built in us to worship. So people who don't know who Jesus is worship creation uh, because they've been built to worship. Uh, but Jesus came, he is the light for all mankind, and we need to take that light, the gospel of Jesus Christ, to every creature. Uh, that's the Great Commission. John wants us to understand that in him was life, uh, and that life was the light of men. And that light, uh, the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Jesus came uh, to seek and to save, uh, but even his own, he was rejected. And uh, as I mentioned, uh, the Jews are still looking for a Messiah. Uh, and, uh, and of course, we know uh, their part scripturally uh, in his crucifixion. Uh, so then uh, John's being that witness, and uh, he was not the light. He was sent to bear witness of that light. We read uh, that was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Uh, there's, there's no other name. Uh, there's no other light. Uh, there's, there's no other religion. Uh, there's, there's no other truth. <laughs> All truth is God's truth. Uh, and if uh, that truth doesn't point us to Christ, uh, it's probably not, tr- it's not true. Uh, but there are people all over this world uh, that, uh, that worship, uh, again, the, the creature more than the creator, the creation more than the creator, but also have developed uh, false religions uh, around uh, false gods and things as well. He, verse 10, was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. Um, just think about that. 
if he created it for him and by him it was made uh, and to be, uh, to, uh, to be in this world and not be received um, by the people you've made in the creation that you've made. Um, and uh, yet to yet uh, still in godly, in his will uh, and in his plan and in his love for us, uh, still gave us a way uh, that we could be saved. Um, if I was God, if you were God, you'd be like, uh, and the world receives me not, zap, <laughs> uh, it's over. Uh, and, uh, but uh, I'm glad uh, that the Lord uh, didn't do that. And uh, says in verse 12, but as many as received him to them, it gave you power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And the word, capital W, Jesus, was made flesh and dwelt among us. And, was, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace uh, and truth. And, and I want to kind of part there just briefly for a moment. Um, the incarnation, uh, God uh, dwelling among us uh, in Jesus, uh, the God-man, uh, is an act of uh, exceeding grace. Uh, and, uh, and he speaks to that here. Uh, in John 1, John says that from this fullness uh, that we've received grace upon grace. Uh, and he compares the incarnation of Jesus, God in the flesh, with the law. Now, I am always kind of fed up to hear uh, with Christians who, who say, you know, we're under grace, we're not under the law, in an attempt to, uh, to minimize their own sin. Uh, or their own, you know, will. Uh, and, uh, and it is true. Um, we're not under the law. Uh, we're under grace. But what they don't understand is that the law was also an act of grace. Uh, and, uh, and God points to that just a little bit in here. Uh, the, the, the giving, the law was an act of grace of God. We, we learn or we understand, we know from the Bible uh, in Exodus uh, that uh, God frees his people. Uh, from slavery uh, in Egypt uh, and uh, through Moses. Uh, and God, uh, God gave them uh, a covenant, <laughs> graciously gave them a covenant uh, to live by uh, so that when they entered into the promised land, uh, then they, um, uh, they would reflect God to the people that were, that the people that were there and all around them. Uh, it was the law... Uh, reflected the character of God uh, in, in part and was an act of God's goodness and grace to his people. Uh, and, uh, but it's still law and it's still commandments. It's, it's still uh, a taskmaster. Uh, it, is, it's, it reveals or revealed a lot about man uh, and his inability to do anything about his sinfulness. Uh, and, uh, and through it, he made sin exceeding sinful, uh, and we understand our need for a Savior. The Old Testament, we'd say, is, uh, is Jesus concealed, uh, and the New Testament is Jesus revealed, and all of it points to Christ. But the law uh, and, uh, and the commandments of the law uh, were also graciously given to man by God so that they would understand who they are and what they needed to do to live and to be light and, uh, in the world at that time. And so God had laid out rules. And by the way, under grace, there's still rules. 
There are still commandments. There are still things that we have to obey. Nowhere does God say, okay, you're saved. You, don't, you no longer have to obey the Bible. Uh, and, uh, but modern Christianity uh, seems to think that. So uh, as he contrasts it, and let's read it, uh, he says, verse 15, John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. Uh, he, was bef- he was before everything. Uh, be- he, before Abraham was, he says, I am. Uh, so he is God incarnate. He's God eternity past. Uh, and, uh, well, you know, uh, I just, in fact, I mentioned Kent Hope a minute ago, and I had seen uh, a thing on, uh, on YouTube or whatever where he was speaking, and, uh, and uh, was the, the next thing he was doing was going to challenge, he was about to challenge whoever he was debating uh, them with the question, who created God? Uh, and uh, because, uh, well, nobody created God. God just always is. And it's hard for us with our finite minds to wrap our minds around infinite truth. Uh, it is especially hard for someone who is natural and not born again uh, to wrap their mind around uh, a God that always existed and a God who is a triune God uh, and on top of that. And so um, uh, he says, uh, back to this in verse number 16, and of his fullness we've all received uh, and grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses but grace and truth come by Jesus Christ. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, He hath declared Him. Now, uh, we uh, don't have the privilege of having um, walked with Jesus uh, as He was on the earth. And, uh, and there, if there was a time, I know we look back uh, and you know, say, I'd like to live in this time or that time. And, and we do so for a lot of reasons. You know, uh, we don't like technology, so we like to be back in analog times. Or uh, it would be great to be hunter-gatherers and, uh, you know, and live in maybe in that time period or whatever. There are parts of history that were dark and people died early because of disease and things like that. Uh, but if I was to really, truly, honestly pick a time to go back to and live, it would have been in the time of Jesus' ministry. Uh, because in that moment, I could see God uh, manifested in the flesh. Um, this is a, an allusion back to, to Moses. And uh, remember when God passed by and, uh, and uh, he had to, had to turn. And, uh, and we couldn't even, you know, he can't even look on God for his glory. Uh, but here you have God in the incarnation, God on the earth, walking the earth. Uh, ministering to people, and in the incarnation, a tremendous uh, act of grace that provided for us a number of things that we'll see here in a second. Uh, so uh, Jesus' coming was grace, uh, as the Bible said, for grace, or grace upon grace. It was grace and more grace. Uh, it was, uh, it was, it's the best thing that could ever happen to us. Uh, in a nutshell, uh, and uh, grace and truth are seen in Christ, meaning uh, not only do we have truth about God seen in Jesus, uh, and, but the way he did it for us, uh, and uh, is he had done it in such a kind, loving, gracious, merciful way. Uh, so God himself came down from glory, left his throne, 
uh, and, uh, and, you know, was in everything. We could talk about the virgin birth and, uh, and uh, Joseph. I referenced uh, the other day uh, with some people about the, the, a coach that they asked him. They said, um, you know, how was it to have the royal family? It was the Celtics coach. The royal family uh, at, the, uh, at the game today. I can't remember which uh, ones it was. I think it was... Uh, uh, um, I can't. I don't even really know their names. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, it uh, it was the uh, the Duke and Duchess or whatever. And uh, he says, "How uh, how it was great." Then, how do you like that? He goes, he goes, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. And to the reporter, and uh, and they're like, he goes, "That's the only royal family I know." <laughs> uh, and I thought, which is an awesome response. And uh, because we we uh, we think of all the celebrities and everything else, uh, but to have to have been there. Uh, and to see uh, Jesus was to see God uh, on the earth. And all the times that he said, you know, uh, to people, uh, you know, uh, the one you're talking to is, is he. Uh, and, and if you knew the gift uh, that was before thee. Uh, and, uh, and on and on and on, we could, we could go to a number of places and scriptures uh, that... Uh, that uh, that show us that, uh, but uh, it was it was God, God's compassion in His love for us. Uh, it meant that He was going to uh, to walk on this earth in holiness. He was like us, but He was without sin. Uh, and uh, so, because we needed the love of God and we needed forgiveness of our sins, uh, that's why He condescended to earth uh, and uh, and became a man uh, for us. The Word. Uh, became flesh, and he dwells among, dwelt among us. That would be the time I'd go back to, uh, to be able to, to see that. We all have to wait um, to see Jesus. So likewise, the law uh, also revealed uh, God's intentions in his character, in his commandments, and in his teachings, uh, and uh, the use of his holiness, our need for him, but verse 18 in John chapter number 1 uh, makes it clear that, that, uh, that Jesus more fully reveals God to us. God was revealed to us in the laws and the commandments. But God, in the form of man, Jesus, revealed more about who God is than the law and the commandments did. And so that's that grace uh, for grace. Uh, and, uh, and so um, through Christ, uh, through the God-man, we have a fuller revelation of God uh, than, than, uh, than they did before that. Uh, and, and I think it's a, um, a truth that we completely just goes over our heads. Um, we focus in on what all that provided, and we, and we forget all that had to take place and what happened to, prov- to provide it for us. And when we, when we think about the reality uh, of God who made everything and made it for himself, uh, left heaven uh, and was born in a lowly manger, and we read that story obviously in Luke and in Matthew, um, John leaves it out, those details, and says he dwelt among us, uh, God, uh, Emmanuel. So the incarnation of Jesus in John chapter number 1 uh, teaches us that this was an act of grace that meets the needs uh, that we have to be forgiven of our sin as well as um, for, uh, for God 
to draw nearer to us as a people to reveal truth, <laughs> to reveal grace uh, and glory uh, uh, of himself in us. Uh, so it wasn't just so that I can be redeemed and go to heaven. It's a, it's a more fuller, it's, it's, a, it's a fullness uh, and a grace that goes way beyond that. And, uh, and I wanted to make sure that I stressed that from this passage of Scripture because when we read it, uh, I, I think we miss it. He was declared uh, by God the Father in Jesus Christ. Uh, turn with me quick, just because we're in John, just to John 14. I'll give you just one of these other examples of uh, Jesus and as he spoke with people. And this is uh, the account of, uh, of Philip. In verse number 8, Philip of, of John 14 uh, and uh, he said, Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. He's, so he's, he's saying, show us the Father, Jesus. And Jesus saith unto him, have I been so long time with you, uh, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, and the words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwells, dwelleth in me, he doeth works. Believe me that I am in the Father, the Father in me, or else believe before uh, the very works. Say, Philip, uh, hey, Lord, just show us the Father. And he's like, you know, uh, I like the, the king's language and how it's inspired, but it's like, you know, Philip, you know, you've been with me for a long time, and you still don't get it? <laughs> Uh, when you see me, you see the Father. Uh, and, uh, and so many times in the Bible we have that as an account. And by the way, that's a reason that the Lord uh, was, uh, was always being uh, accused and of blasphemy uh, because of uh, claiming to be God. Uh, and, and, and he was, uh, I love how he said it in a lot of ways that they really couldn't pin him down. Um, many times it was like that. Well, who do people say that I am? Uh, and, uh, but there are also times like this, it's like, you're looking at them, uh, which I also appreciate, which I wish I could have. Um, and, uh, but again, we have, uh, we have to wait on that. Now let's go over to Romans chapter number five. Uh, and, uh, and when I talk about the gift like this morning, the gift of salvation or sharing the gospel with people uh, and, and really not, comprehending, um, like I did when I first got saved, um, all, that, all that happened. Um, I knew that I was forgiven of my sin, and I knew that that sin was going to keep me out of heaven, so I asked God to forgive me and ask Him to, you know, in my own way to come into my life and to save me. I called on Him uh, for salvation and, and asked Him into my life, and, uh, and I don't remember all the, the exact words that I said, uh, but I knew what I meant. Uh, and I knew that I needed to call on him. Uh, and the uh, and, uh, and Bible says, uh, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So I know that I'm saved because I believed the word of God uh, and I accepted the gift of salvation by faith that day in 1987. Um, but, but I didn't fully understand um, the gift. And even when I was told to read the book of Romans as a new convert, as a 14-year-old new convert, just dig right into the book of Romans. And, uh, and, uh, but uh, when you get, you know, it's kind of Romans 1, you're reading all this stuff about creation and, 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 uh, and all the things. Uh, it, I'm just, it was confusing to me. Uh, but then I got into chapter number 5, 
Uh, and, uh, and it was, uh, things began to make sense. And I, and I realized what the gift of salvation did. Uh, and uh, the first thing I realized, it says this in verse 1 of chapter 5, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, when I got saved, when you got saved, you received the gift of justification. Um, God came and dwelt among us, was born, Christmas story, went to a cross, uh, and why we need to take people from the cradle to the cross because that's the, the, uh, the, the, premier, the premier event uh, of biblical history uh, was the resurrection. Uh, but the crucifixion uh, and why Jesus was there um, was why he came. That was the whole purpose, the big, the big why uh, that we ask ourselves, like why would God do that? He did that because there would be no other way for you and I uh, to receive forgiveness uh, for our sins. Uh, and, uh, and God, um, you know, I don't, uh, we, God's ways are higher than our ways. Uh, and we acknowledge that. We understand that. We acknowledge that. Uh, and God could have done any number of things uh, to either wipe us all out, because uh, He did that, didn't He? And, uh, in Genesis chapter number 6, He repented to God that He had made man. He just killed everybody, uh, except for eight people uh, and critters two by two. Uh, and, uh, and so if God wanted to do that, he certainly could do that. Now he's promised us he would, and that's why we have a rainbow, uh, not for the other reasons. Uh, and as to say, there'll be no more judgment by, uh, by a flood. We're not going to die, uh, uh, and the world's not going to get wiped out by a flood. So, uh, you know, polar ice caps melting and all that kind of stuff, don't stress. Uh, and we're all going to drown. No, we're not. Uh, and uh, we've, we have the Bible. Uh, so God gave us the gift of justification. Justification is the, uh, the divine uh, pronouncement uh, of God that we've been acquitted, uh, if you will, for uh, or from sin's penalty. I'm no longer under condemnation. Um, now, when, when I got saved, I asked God to forgive me of my sin and, and, uh, and um, as a, being a sinner... Uh, and, and I knew from the preaching uh, that um, he remembers my sin no more and he removes it as far as the east is from the west. We've been, we had been taught that uh, even during that week. Uh, and so I knew that when I asked God to forgive me, uh, that he took my sins away. Uh, but, I didn't, but I didn't know the full details about all of that. Uh, I've been acquitted. I'm no longer under condemnation. I referenced something that um, R.C. Sproul or somebody said recently, I think it was R.C. Sproul, uh, and, uh, who said um, that, he said, I committed, six years ago, I committed a terrible sin that God forgot 2,000 years ago on Calvary. Amen. And uh, now there's biblical truth in all of that, but there's also some, some heretical truth in it. And uh, because there are people who believe that you don't, have to, you don't have to ask God to forgive you or say you're sorry uh, or confess any sin to God because they've been taken care of on Calvary, every sin, past, present, and future. And, uh, and so what you do then is that when you, you, know, you make your spouse mad at you, you go, Jesus forgave me 2,000 years ago. Uh, you should too. <laughs> and you could pull, uh, pull that card. It ain't going to work, by the way. Uh, and uh, so, but, so he did, because of what he did on Calvary, uh, and uh, he came, he died, shed his blood on Calvary transactionally, justification took place. I'm no longer, there's not a sin that I can commit tomorrow or six years from now, 10, 20, 30 years from now that, aren't, that isn't under the blood 
of Calvary because I'm a believer. But the sin that I commit tomorrow or the next day, six years, 20 years from now, I still need to confess it to God uh, because it hinders my prayer life and, uh, and, uh, and there, there's a lot of other reasons. Uh, but he'll cleanse and sin, sin still, uh, still can take, uh, take hold of us and, uh, and, uh, and can, can ruin us. We've got the gift of justification. We also have the gift of peace in verse number one. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace with God, uh, in essence, means reconciliation to God. Uh, we have peace with Him. We can have another message. We can get the peace of God, but through, uh, through the cradle, Him coming, taking on flesh, going to the cross, obedient uh, unto death, even the cross, um, I have justification and I have peace with Him. Uh, he, is, he is reconciled, for He is our peace who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of the partition between us, uh, Ephesians chapter number 2. Uh, so, the, the, by the way, the root of all the troubles and difficulties uh, in the world and government, it's not, it's not the absence of money uh, or programs. Uh, it, is, it is the fact that man is at enmity with God. And, uh, and they need to be saved to be reconciled, to have peace with God. Uh, and, uh, and I got that uh, when I got saved, uh, and so did you. Uh, and uh, so, uh, so on that uh, Christmas, in the Christmas story, we read that. So on that glorious night when he was born, the angel saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, <laughs> goodwill towards men. Without, without Jesus, there is no peace. Uh, and, uh, and we have that. We also have, quickly, the third thing, the gift of access to God. Um, in verse number two, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Um, where we don't have to go to a priest. Uh, we have access to him uh, by faith. We can, we can enter the throne room of grace. Uh, and, uh, and that is the access to God, the presence of God in our life, um, he's there and he's present. He never leaves us nor forsakes us. We have access uh, to the very God uh, who made everything uh, and did all the things that we've already spoken of tonight. The Apostle Paul uh, reminds us in Hebrews uh, that there is only one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, uh, and it's through, it's through him. Uh, it isn't through a priest. It isn't through a church. Uh, he says, Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Uh, take my yoke upon me, learn of me. He says, he's meek and lowly at heart. You will find rest for your souls. I have peace with God, and I have the peace of God that passes understanding. Uh, it's why as a believer, uh, one of the greatest gifts, uh, ancillary gifts, kind of uh, uh, icing on the cake, the, the fringe benefits uh, of being a believer. I have a home in heaven, all those great things. I'm going to see him, I'm going to worship him, I'm going to be, see him as he is. Uh, in heaven is my home. Uh, but, uh, but I also have, I have access to God in, in, uh, through his peace uh, and the peace of God. Uh, we can look at the world events and all the stuff that's going on and you can go, you know, it's, it's going to get better. Uh, because one day uh, I'm going to shed this old body uh, and uh, in this old world, uh, and either he's coming back, trumpet's going to sound, uh, or I'm going to die and be in the, in the presence of God, uh, and it's the best thing 
uh, that can happen to, to, to all of us. And uh, we have that because he was born. So again, you know, um, Christmas dinners and Christmas trees uh, and all the different stuff. Uh, I love it all. Uh, I, it just, it doesn't bother me. Uh, but, but, but I also know that all this celebration of Jesus being born in his birthday um, means I had a, I had a birthday. Uh, in Christ, and I have the gift of the access to God. Christianity uh, is the way of access, and that should and that should um, uh, that's impressive. Um, I, I I can have I have access to the throne room of grace. You should think this. You should think like I, you know, um, I can get a hold of God for you. You ever thought that way? Because you can. You should. Uh, you've been you've been made. Children of God, sons of God, the adoption, the spiritual adoption. You have the power of God. You can, you can pray. You can get a hold of God uh, for people. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't recommend you say, you know what, God's not listening to you. Uh, so if you need anything, you just let me know. Uh, and uh, I'll, I'll get a hold of him for you. Uh, don't do that. Uh, but, but you should also, in the back of your head, understand and know uh, that that lost loved one uh, that, is, that you know, has cancer or whatever, um, uh, you need to pray for them. Uh, because because they're not their prayers aren't if they're not saved their prayers aren't doing what they think their prayers are doing. Now there's there's probably a medical advantage and benefit uh, to faith and uh, even if it's if it's feigned or it's or it's mis, mis uh, you know appropriated or misunderstood. Uh, but uh, but we all need people who are praying for us that can actually get a hold of God. Uh, and have access uh, through salvation. Number four, quickly, uh, in verse number five of Romans five, he says, And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. We've been given the gift of the love of God uh, and the Holy Spirit of God. The Comforter has come. Uh, we have uh, the benefit of His guidance and His, his conviction. Uh, he's, his leading in our life. Uh, his, his, the convicting power of the Holy Spirit. Um, uh, we have um, the world. The world looks at conscience, and we all have that. Uh, and uh, good conscience, bad conscience. We, we, uh, as a human being, uh, we have certain faculties about us. Um, but the believer has the Holy Spirit of God indwell, indwelling in them, and uh, and it's and it's really um, you know it's really the only reason we do anything good. Uh, is because of the Holy Spirit. So in the context of, of, of chapter number five, uh, in that passage, it's God's love for us, uh, and that is expressed through His giving uh, the Holy Spirit. Uh, and it says in John, 1 John 4, it was, uh, in this was manifested the love of God towards us because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation uh, for our sins. Um, he, he died in my place. Uh, and uh, and uh, it is uh, a wonderful, wonderful uh, gift uh, of God. Uh, and then lastly, um, we've been delivered from wrath. In chapter number 5 and verse number 9, it says, Much more uh, than being now justified by His blood, uh, we shall be saved uh, from wrath uh, through him, um, wrath here refers to uh, the judgment of God uh, that is going to be poured out on a Christ rejecting world. Um, that's real stuff. 
And, and because I'm saved, um, I, I, I'm, I'm free from that wrath to come. I'm not under condemnation. The Bible says in Romans 8.1, There is therefore now no condemnation of them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Verily, verily, John 5 uh, says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. And uh, in heart, you know, people don't really talk about, uh, you know, the wrath of God. Uh, but the Old Testament uh, testifies of uh, this uh, on, you know, those who don't obey the Lord. It says, Thou even, uh, even thou art to be feared, uh, and who may stand in thy sight when once thou art angry? Um, you know, God is, is not the, you know, um, George Byrne, God smoking his cigar, uh, and uh, the Hollywood version uh, of, uh, of God. He is a thrice holy God. Uh, and um, and the great day of the Lord uh, is near, um, and and it is real, uh, and uh, and because Jesus came, because God came uh, and dwelled among us, um, all these all these wonderful things. Now I didn't understand it when I was fourteen. I was like, I'm a, I'm going to die and go to hell because I'm a sinner and I need a savior, and God forgive me. I didn't. I I mean I I I felt I knew. Uh, that I needed to trust Jesus Christ, repentance towards God and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, and, uh, but as I read, uh, I found out uh, that uh, there was a whole lot more uh, that I got uh, when I gave my life to Christ, when I accepted Him by faith that you have. Uh, but when we share the gospel with people, um, we don't necessarily get into all the details, uh, but um, that convert is not a convert Unless they, under, unless they understood they needed to repent of their sins uh, and ask the forgiveness of God uh, and, uh, and, uh, and by faith accept Jesus' payment. Um, we can, a person can believe, by the way, that Jesus was a real person. They can believe that Jesus, uh, they can believe Jesus was God in the flesh. Cain was born in a manger on Christmas morning. Uh, and they can, they, can, they can sing all the Christmas songs till they're blue in the face. Uh, but if they never trust Him as their personal Lord and Savior, they're going to die and go to hell. And, uh, and so when I say there are a lot of people that celebrate the cradle that have never been to the cross, that's what I'm talking about. There are a lot of people who like, they might, they might you know, do you know who Jesus is? Yes, I love Jesus. Um, but it might, be, it might be a Jesus that they've conjured up in their own mind's eye uh, that's not the, the Bible Jesus. Um, if, you were to, if you were to ask um, a Jehovah's Witness or a Mormon if they, if, uh, they love Jesus, they're going to say, but they don't love the same Jesus we love. It's different. And, um, and so there are people who uh, will wish you a Merry Christmas, and, uh, and, and they might even say, hey, are you, are you your church going to go around and sing Christmas carols? I like to join in and sing some Christmas carols. I remember when I was uh, when I was in um, junior high school, and I'll give this illustration. I'll close. And uh, we had um, when I was in junior high school, 
Uh, I took a lot, I mean, I had shop class, all these different thugs. We have different electives. I took home economics because that's where all the girls were. Uh, and uh, so I, I took home economics, I made a pillow and, uh, you know, uh, a couple other little things. And, uh, and, uh, and so, but also I was in choir, I sang choir. And in that we had a, um, an ensemble group. Uh, so there was like six of us, uh, and um, we're, we, we did a lot of singing. And so we, um, we went around and did Christmas caroling. So we had all these, you know, um, a cappella songs, and it was sharp, and it was good. And people enjoyed it, we not, and, and, uh, and it was good. But when I look back at that ensemble group that were singing those Christmas carols, the six of us, I'm the only believer uh, in that group of six. Now, when I was singing those Christmas carols, I wasn't saved. And so at that time, there were six lost people going around singing Christmas carols about Jesus, celebrating the cradle who had never been to the cross. And, uh, and then after that uh, was, uh, of course, when, when I got saved, and then even, like I say, into this day, as far as I understand, um, the others uh, uh, don't know the Lord. And so... Um, so tell them about it. Use this like, you know, that's yeah, great. You know, we celebrate the cradle, but have you heard about the cross? <laughs> uh, do you know why he came? Uh, and, oh, you're, Jesus is the reason for the season. Uh, and they might even mock you at first when you're talking about it, but it is true. And all of it was done. And uh, so it isn't, it isn't the manger birth, the, the cradle, that is, that is the, the premier event. It is the cross 33 and a half years later. Uh, because that's why God became man, uh, so that uh, I, that you and I, uh, can be saved. And so why not share that uh, with other people? And so, so as this morning, committing yourself tonight in prayer, like, Lord, lay on my heart um, one person. And you might even have to ask God to, to lay on your heart. You already know. You're praying for them. Uh, and, uh, and so give them... Uh, the gospel, the true meaning of Christmas this Christmas season. Let's all stand tonight and